everybody. Just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about the best place oh, to yeah. listen to all your audio titles. You can't beat Audible. Audible yeah. lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or something new to discover. Right. They have it all. They offer an incredible selection across every genre from bestsellers, yeah. new releases, celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, motivation, wellness, business, and more. If it's out there, they have it. I'm telling you, I spend so much time on Audible. I love it so much. So many titles for the show that we, all of our podcasts and everything else. It's just phenomenal for traveling. It's great. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. You're going to love it. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse pounding collection you can't hear anywhere else. Now, the title I'm listening to right now that I'm having a lot of fun listening to is The Devil in the White City, it's called. Oh. It's by Eric Larson. It's the story of H.H. Holmes all oh. around the World's Fair in Chicago and how right. he was able to get all this done because there was so much stuff going on. And it's right. really creepy and really great. Fantastic, uh, fantastic listen. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep for keep the it. entire catalog. Mm-hmm. You can have it. It's fantastic, including latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. That's audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. Now back to the show. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Small Town Murder Express. Yay! Choo-choo! Oh, yay indeed, Jimmy. Yay indeed. My name is James Petrogallo. I'm here with my co-host, I'm Jimmy Wisman. Thank you, folks, for joining us so much all aboard the murder train. We are going up to the far Pacific Northwest hey. today. We're going to Alaska today on this murder oh, train. Oh, so I guess that is. Chugga chugga That's along as Pacific way. Northwest as it gets. That's as Jesus. Northwest as possible and to yeah. be in the United States. So here we go. We're going to do that very quickly before we start. Your Stupid mm-hmm. Opinions is oh, out, everybody. It's going, yeah. It's out. We're on our, we're going to release our fourth episode here. We yeah. love it. It's been going great. So if you have not listened to it yet, you are messing up. Check it mm-hmm. out. Your Stupid Opinions, our new podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Right. Oh, we can't wait. Also, listen to Crime and Sports if you have... 
what's happening I also. not. Yes, lots of crazy stuff. Plenty of murder over there. Mm-hmm. Plenty of gross things. To, it's sure. gross. It's just as gross, we promise. So <laughs> check that out also. You certainly also want tickets to the virtual live show. Oh, yeah. October the 26th. It's our Halloween spectacular. Hell yeah. And it'll be available for a week after the show as well, so mm-hmm. you can watch it. You can save it for Halloween, or you can watch it 20 mm-hmm. times. You can do whatever you want with it for a week. Just like a regular live show, except yeah. you're in your living room. You're, there it is. No bathroom lines. All right. No line for couch. booze. Pajama pants, booze mm. in your hand, Wouldn't bathroom that? open. I don't care. Yeah. Do it up. Do whatever you want there. We cannot wait. Oh, yeah. So shut up and give me murder.com slash virtual live is where you get tickets to that. Also get tickets for Dallas December 2nd mm-hmm. for our regular live show. That's yeah. shut up and give me murder.com is where you get those. Patreon is what you need. I'll tell right. you something right now. Hey. Patreon.com slash crime in sports is where you get mm-hmm. all the bonus material. That yeah. is anybody $5 a month or above. You're going to get the whole back catalog for a mere cup of coffee. It's a great deal. Boy, is it A couple good. hundred yeah. episodes of the back catalog of bonus stuff to binge on. New episodes mm-hmm. every other week. This right. week is no different. What we're going to get this week for crime and sports bonus, which you'll have access to. We're going to talk about that crazy show that was on for a while there. Pros versus <laughs> Joes. Uh, which said, we'll just take a regular person and have them go up against a professional athlete in that athlete's sport, and we'll see what happens. And a lot of concussions and bad things happened, and it's pretty damn hilarious. So we'll talk all about that. And then for Small Town Murder, we're going to talk about a crazy case that has yet to go to trial because it keeps getting delayed. The Sarah Boone case, the alleged (laughs) suitcase killer who zipped her boyfriend up in a suitcase and... Pretty awesome that they're giving her a nickname. Uh, yeah, uh, with, it's hard with, not with to. With one body. <laughs> it's Well, this she's real. Whew. We'll talk about that. But patreon.com slash crime and sports is where, mm-hmm. you, where you'll get all of that stuff and more. Yep. You'll get a mm-hmm. shout out at the end of the regular show as well. That said, let's get into this. Time to yeah. get into this. Let's do mm-hmm. this. I think it's time for everyone to sit back. What do you say? Let's yeah. all clear the lungs, arms to the sky, everyone. And let's all shout. Shut, Shut up and give me, me murder. murder. Let's do this, Jimmy. What do you say, Fantastic. everybody? Let's go on a trip. Yeah. We're, doing it. we're going all the way to Alaska today. Yeah. Yeah. We're the, we don't go to Alaska often. No. And uh, we're going to go out here. We're in Palmer, Alaska. Palmer. Palmer, Alaska. Yeah. It's in southern Alaska here where okay. most of the civilization is in southern Alaska. Is that what like it most is? of the towns and see well, yeah, because it gets colder the farther north you go. So the colder it gets, the less people you're gonna have. Population, and the shit is giant too, right? It's a yo, it's gigantic. Alaska's gigantic. <laughs> it's just sprawling. It's like like... the size of Europe. And it's there's right. like two cities in it. Um this is in southern Alaska, forty five minutes to Anchorage. Okay. So kind of, you know driving distance i guess two hours and 25 minutes to hope alaska which was our last episode up there which was the deadly love hexagon was the title of it it was fun (laughs) the motto here is it was there was a lot of people involved in that one all (laughs) just jizz everywhere um (laughs) motto of this place alaska at its best yeah. So like it doesn't get better than this. For, where is it at its worst? For vegetables, it certainly doesn't, yeah. as we'll talk oh. about here. Uh, <laughs> That's where it's at its worst. Quickly with the town stuff here. Population 5,978 currently. Okay. Uh, up yeah. 32% since 2000. So it's booming. Been booming out here. Median household income, a little bit high, but not too high. $62,068. Okay. And uh, median home costs $351,300. Mm-hmm. So it's... 
pretty average, actually. A lot of military families live here. There's a base yeah, nearby. Yeah, so yeah. a little bit of history. In the late 19th century, so late 1800s, the U.S. government started taking interest in the coal fields north of Palmer. Oh. There's coal up there. So they were like, hmm. And then financiers started constructing the Alaska Central Railroad to be able to go get uh-huh, that coal uh-huh. yeah, in 1904. Uh, World War One, we needed a lot of coal. Yeah. And they said, well, let's get coal from up there. So they had a, a, the Navy constructed rails from Seward and got all this, yeah. all the coal. Um, by the end of World War One, the U.S. Navy distributed land in the coal fields to war veterans. Is that right? Yeah, like the Revolutionary War almost. It gave them land, and additional land was open to homesteading as well. They were trying to get people to settle this up here. Farmers, miners, homesteaders began to come here and populate Mm -hmm. it. By 1917, they had a post office. It was called Wharton originally, this town. Yeah. Wharton, and then it changed to... to Palmer, but farming was the big thing. In the middle of the Great Depression, part of the New Deal relief program was to transplant struggling farmers from continental U.S., yeah, the lower 48, up to up to Palmer so they could farm there because you have more chance of being successful because really? this, this town is famed for 90-pound cabbages, 7-pound turnips, and giant root vegetables. What nuclear shit went on no, up there? The, the sun in the summertime uh-huh. when these things yeah. are growing, the sun shines for 20 hours a day. So oh, it like, that's right. It, they yeah. get that all day shit. And in the winter, it's dark for like four months. So right. it's hard up so there. You better, you better grow a 90-pound cabbage you, if you want gonna, to eat this winter. You're going to need sauerkraut <laughs> all winter with that thing. So reviews of this town. Let's find yeah. out what it is to live up here. Uh, first of all, this person says five stars. Love it. Mm-hmm. Plamer. They don't even spell it correctly. They live there. <laughs> Is a claimer <laughs> is a close knit community where everyone know everyone. All right. Okay. Everyone know them. Everyone know them. The majority of the people are very helpful and inviting. It a great place to live and watch your family grow. So they That's love it. Fascinating person. That's good. <laughs> Three stars. Palmer is very community oriented. It's a good place to raise kids. It can get pretty windy here, though. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's a very Beware. weird. It's You're going to lose a balloon. <laughs> they, lo- they lose two stars for wind, though. It's kind of rough. I've lost like four of those canopy things that you put out in your yard and eat under in the last year. Here's three stars. It yeah. is a great place to live if you wanted to live in a place where it's quiet and away from the city smells. Oh, God, my head hurts. Whatever. What that the sentence fuck is, do- is was tough. just said? <laughs> But I'm, I'm going to get rid of the English and the whatever yeah. grammar problems. And let's go to it stinks. the people. I've never people want to get away from the, you know, the congestion and the noise. I never hear. Yeah. Of I got to get out of the smells of this place. That's very strange. So many smells. I'm confused all day. I'm very confused. I can't spell. The smells make for bad spells. Uh, but it have its disadvantage due to the mm-hmm. fact that there aren't many opportunities and no malls. Well. I mean, well, I thought you wanted to get away from the smells, no, man. That food ball. court will fuck you no, up. I want to smell Auntie Anne's pretzels now. Um, and it does feel lonely as well. Uh-huh. All right. Two stars. It's a nice, sweet rural town. This is not sounding like a two-star review on the first no, sentence. Uh, that is a great place to raise kids safely and healthily. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is this next one going to be? It has no uh, nightlife or healthy options for young adults. It has limited job opportunities for young adults. 
So, okay. okay, that makes sense. Two stars. Quote, Alaska does have the highest crime rate after all. <laughs> does it? Uh, no. Well, that depends because violent crime rate, I know no, uh, number one in the nation is Arkansas on that right. one. So not Alaska. Yeah. Anchorage is actually a, one of the highest cities for crime rate, though. Is that right? Yeah, Anchorage is a, has a very high crime rate for some reason. Fascinating. Uh, mm. Things to do here. The Alaska State Fair is in power. Oh, yeah. And so okay. this is the biggest deal in Alaska. State Fair. State Fair. It goes on for weeks, it looks like. Uh, <laughs> I see at least Friday, August 18th to September 2nd. So It's got to be the last the last hurrah of being outdoors, right? I, I think so. After that, everything freezes yeah. over. I think yeah. on the 3rd of, of September is the annual freeze over. <laughs> and you just know you start ice skating the, then. Yeah. The sun <laughs> goes away for four or five months. <laughs> Put your old blankets over the plants. <laughs> oh, shit, man. So in 2008, Scott mm-hmm. Robb of Palmer won first place and a $2,000 prize for his 79.1 pound cabbage. 79 pounds of cabbage, just the one. But in 2009, a uh-huh. uh, world record-breaking cabbage was put out here yeah. at this at the Alaska State Fair. 127 pounds. Fuck your 79. <laughs> cabbage. <laughs> you could murder a person with a cabbage. Would they ever? You could murder them with the cabbage and then cut yeah. it up, make kraut out of it, and no one would ever know. They'd never suspect. I bet it was a cabbage. They'd never find the weapon. <laughs> I broke Crush your seventy-nine-pound record in cabbage three months ago. Punk Kept ass cabbage. That's nothing. One hundred and twenty pounds. What's your bullshit ass cabbage? Uh, then the pumpkin contest. This is last. Right. This is this year that just happened. Twenty twenty three. First place was a two thousand twenty three point five pound pumpkin from Anchorage, Alaska. How fucking big is that? <laughs> a, a ton, literally. It's a ton. Yeah. A ton <laughs> of a pumpkin. Ton of pumpkin. That's insane. So that's one what's going pumpkin on there. is two thousand pounds. I am gonna. We don't have a lot of time, so I'm gonna read through the list of their okay. musical acts, and uh, it's oh, yeah. definitely not what you expect. Probably. Um, the Turnpike Troubadours, Noah oh, yeah. Noah Kahan, for uh-huh. King Kahan. Plus Country, okay. Blues Traveler, yeah, uh, Flogging Molly, hell yeah, Nate Bargatze will be slinging jokes over there. Okay, of Home Free, Fuck, yeah, Young Gravy, oh yeah, yeah, Jay Bug, uh-huh. Kill Switch Engage, fuck yeah, the String Cheese Incident. I don't know Little, uh, Noah Cyrus, and of course, last but not least by any means, the Little River Band. So, yeah. Dude, they've got something for everybody. Yeah, this is fantastic. It's, I mean, it's really throwing darts yeah. all over the board to make yeah. sure that someone will like everything there. Young um, Gravy just went to the uh, t- uh, VMAs with, uh, yeah, with yeah, Lisa yeah. Ann. Yeah, that's what I mean. The whole, it's from very current to the Little River Wild. Band. It's just yeah. everybody there. It's incredible. And Blues Traveler in between. Yeah, there you go. skinny Blues Traveler. Yeah, used to be the world record pumpkin. Now he's not anymore. That's how it goes. <laughs> Let's talk about a murder. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Let's talk about a young man, shall we? Uh Uh-huh. All right. We're going to go back in time to about 2016 here. Okay. 2016, we'll catch up with a teenager here named David Grunwald. Hell yeah. David Grunwald. He's 16 years old. Um, Seems like a nice kid from what I'm gathering here. Uh, His parents are, they're both military people or were military people, retired, as we'll talk about. His mom is the Alaska Parole Board Chair. So chairs the Alaska Parole Board. 
So that's she's it's her decision whether they're getting out or not. I I mean I don't know if it's a vote or whatever, but right. she's the chair. She's the one who says, "All right, we're going to vote now." Yeah, I guess, you know. her, her vote's probably got some swing and influence. That's what I mean. If she's yeah. probably the the most senior member mm-hmm. or the most respected or whatever, I don't know. Now, mom here, the chair of the parole board, Edie is her name. She joined the active duty Air Force in 1984 and came yeah. to Alaska as her first station that she was okay. you know, place yeah. she was stationed. And uh, she really enjoyed Alaska um, when she retired in 2015. And her only son is David. So, oh, yeah, um, she's got one son, David. I guess the father, I think, has another child, but he only has she only has young David here. So yeah. she retired in 2015 to spend time with David, get him through high school and wow. all that sort of thing. He's really good with technical stuff uh, here. Okay. Like he built his own computer at a young age. Oh, like real tech stuff. And he's one of the kids like my son is with this stuff. Uh, he's a Lego like insane savant yeah, yeah just like so good at it that's the thing and he would build the projects that were when he's eight you give him the ones that are for wow. adults and he can slap them together and yeah like my my son's been doing yeah. that since it's crazy you see him put it together it's like watching it's, bananas. Uh, it's yeah. like watching johnny five do something where you're like how's he doing that so that's what he does so fast it's, and just not even yeah, thinking like about it watching those rubik's cube champions yes that shit it's so confusing because i can't but then it. it's more it's more impressive because the rubik's cube is just fucking uh patterns and shit yeah. once you know the patterns the you Legos can figure like it out really thousand pieces some of these oh my god and the yeah. instructions are more complicated than yes uh, yeah i feel like i could put together i could build a car before i could build a lego car <laughs> probably <laughs> your brother <laughs> easy. your son could probably your son could probably build a lego car that runs before you yeah. could run build a car oh before i could build anything it's a lego car or anything else yeah so he was uh he he wanted to go to the matsu m-a-t-s-u because it's the area yeah. matsu yeah. career and tech that's the high school he wanted to go to. I guess it's okay. a, you know, kind of a yeah. technical high school for mm-hmm. people who want to do shit like that, engineering and that kind of thing. Engineer school, yeah. Yeah. He So he applied in the ninth grade, and uh, his mom said she, he was number one on the waiting list So oh. to get into there. Um, he attended, you know, school. He went to the Anchorage Christian School for kindergarten. He went with his mom to Alabama, I guess, because mm-hmm. she was still active duty at that point. Uh, and went to the Alabama Christian Academy for the first bla- grade, and then they ended up going to D.C. for a little while, and they were back okay. in Alaska. Uh, she, he played. He was like into soccer, took karate, played basketball, you know, that sort yeah. of shit. Went to church twice a week. Mm-hmm. Kind mm-hmm. of a, you know, typical kind of a, a ni- just a nice kid who does what his parents yeah, say he should a, do. You know? Yeah, got his hand in a lot of pots. He's not focused yeah. on just one thing, but the age engineering pro- thing is Age-appropriate things he yeah, likes, yeah, too. Yeah, you yeah, know, sure, he's not yeah. like... He's not like, I just want to go to strip clubs. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, it's good. Or a 16 year old in Cub Scouts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had a parakeet named Zeke that hung out on okay. his shoulder. Yeah. Um, so, all Boys sorts are of shit. Always a fucking bird. <laughs> I like how his mom said, We went on a quote, miserable hot trip to Disney World. Uh-huh. <laughs> Made the mistake of going to Florida in the summer, and that's a yeah. problem. Yeah. Went to Florida in July. Whoops-a-daisy. Whoopsie. That's not great. Um, so, yeah, he liked all that kind of thing. He went, he attended space camp and aviation camp at NASA in Huntsville, Alabama each summer. Unbelievable. So that's they only take smart kids, good kids. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough program to get into. Probably um, easy for him where he's just, they're just like, show him that Lego thing. <laughs> You're in, kid. <laughs> they're like, wow, okay. Yeah, how quick Come on you, with us. <laughs> how quick can you put together a, an at-at? 
Lego. <laughs> I watched my son put that thing together real fast. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. So one summer he wasn't allowed to go because he failed English. So his mom said, no space camp for you this summer. None for you. Which is, you know, that's that's parenting that's too. Yeah. So, But I mean, you have to do it though. He, he didn't want to yeah. fail English after that. So English was hard for him in the ninth grade because if he's more into technical stuff, my son's the same way. He's in, like that sort yeah. of thing is not where his brain works. His brain works on the technical side of shit like that. Uh, he went to uh, the Solid Rock Bible Camp every summer as well. Oh, boy. So he's at Colony High School for the 10th grade, and he's applying again to go to Matsu, uh, the career mm-hmm. and tech place, and was accepted to go there for the 11th grade. I okay. guess, uh, apparently. So at some point in the second semester of 11th grade or something like that, he was going to go there. Um, so, yeah, he's doing well. Uh, in 2016, he went to aviation camp that summer and yeah. loved it again. Um, you know, was doing all that sort of stuff and uh, attending his Bible camp and doing water sports and all that sort of thing. And, yeah, you know, yeah. he really committed himself to Christianity and everything. So he's doing well. Good kid. Yeah. Good kid, nice kid. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. He also likes to smoke a little weed with his friends on the side. Good kid. Which is fine. I, yeah. I yeah. knew so many I mean, there was kids that I hung out with that were complete ne'er-do-well yeah. shitheads that smoke weed. But then we also hung out with, I'll tell you what, somebody we went to high school with who got a scholarship to Harvard and yeah. uh, literally was like a, a great athlete and a yeah. brilliant person, got you know perfect score on her SATs, all that. I sold yeah. her weed all the time and mushrooms you know what i mean like greg Giraldo told the joke that michael phelps smokes weed that's a great story because you can (laughs) smoke a little bit of weed and still be the greatest greatest olympian that ever lived not just have lung lung capacity the best lung capacity (laughs) the lung capacity of a fucking blue whale basically yeah (laughs) so not bad He'll bogart your whole fucking bag. Doing well. That's not the guy you want to give a bong hit to. Definitely not. No. So he's got some friends that he hangs out with. And, you know, some of his friends are good kids and some of them are yeah. shitheads. Because, I mean, if you're going to smoke some weed, you're going to hang out with the kids who smoke weed, which yeah. it's not big groups of, of good kids that hang out. It's a couple of good yeah. kids that hang out with a few whatever. And hopefully maybe the they'll rub off on each other a little bit. <laughs> The nerds will find some music they like. The yeah. bad kids will be like, hey, maybe I should show up for class. And then everybody makes out. Everybody gets drawn in a smidge Let's just hope. to the center. Yeah. yeah, just everyone rubs off just a drop on uh-huh. each other. So November 13th, 2016, he's got a girlfriend, David, okay. doing yeah. well there. So he hangs out with her on this day. It's a Sunday. And yeah. uh, hangs out with his girlfriend, spent the day with her, and then drops her off at her father's house in Palmer at about 6.30 p.m. Drops her off. Uh, then he called his mother because it's 2016. So, yeah, unlike some of our cases, there's that. cell phones and which helps for tracking down murderers and such too. Yeah. So, uh, he called his mother and he said he's going to stop by his friend's house on the way yeah. back. So he might not be able to make it home on his 9 p.m. curfew. He's got a very strict curfew. Yeah, mom keeps him in line. Like that's you, some military shit. You yeah. fail English, no yep. space camp. You yep. you know you're late for curfew. You're in trouble. You better if you're yep. going to be late, you got to call. So right. he calls and he said, I might not be able to be there by nine, but I won't be more than twenty minutes late. So I just might okay. be blurring it a little bit. And she said, nice Yeah, time. no problem at all. So that's a responsible kid. He even called his mom to say, I could, I might be fifteen minutes late. Good stuff. Yeah. Saving himself some trouble later on. Smart. So 
His friend who he's stopping to hang out with is a kid named Eric with a K with a CK, by the way. Oh, weird. Unnecessary. Yeah. Let me add an unnecessary <laughs> letter to that. <laughs> yeah, I know the C makes a cuss sound and so does the yeah. K, but what if they go together, it's a super cuss. We get it. Now, with that, we should be calling you E-Rick. That's, yeah. that's your name now. You're E-Rick. E-Rick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, because it it's it's a very strange way to spell Eric. I yeah. don't, I don't, You're I don't Internet like Rick. It. That's yeah. what we call you. My brother's name is Eric. It's just a C. Just a C. My, it's not so bad. You didn't yeah. go, we should, we should tack another letter on there. People could be <laughs> is confused. Scan- is that a Scandinavian thing with <laughs> the CK on it? Is that what that is? I think like, just the K is Scandinavian. Is it? The K is, yeah, that's yeah. usually what it is. Yeah. CK is, I don't know what it is. Last name, it's, I'm sure it yeah. might be, and we're just ignorant. It's, I mean, that's E-Rick. very Welcome. popular. <laughs> so E-Rick Almendinger uh-huh. is his name. Oh, yeah, it's E-Rick. E-Rick He doesn't Almendinger. get Eric that's with Almendinger. Was like, wait, never mind his first name, his last name, A-L-A-A, I'm sorry, A-L-M-A-N-D-I-N-G-E-R. Dinger. <laughs> Dinger. Almendinger. Like, they call him Dinger. <laughs> and I don't know if it's Dinger, but I'm calling him Dinger. It's so, Dinger. <laughs> so, yeah, he knows he knows David. Uh, they yeah. attend Colony High School. Or they had gone to Colony High School together. Um, yeah. Almond Dinger had went to a Shaw Elementary, went to T-Land Middle School and Colony High School. All his friends say that Almond Dinger is a, like a gentle kid from what people okay. say there. He liked animals and, you know, people, his friends said like he would take a spider and put it outside. He wouldn't kill it. Oh, like, really? That kind of, yeah. So that's what his grandmother was saying Fuck too. That. Interesting. Yeah. He, uh, he likes to, um, him and his brother entered, uh, arts and crafts competitions and the cookie competition at the Alaska state fair. Really? How big are your cabbages, Eric? That's my question there, Eric. Wait, do you see my 500-pound chocolate chip? Yeah, let's see that. It's fucking huge. We had to get a flatbed to bring it here. He also helped raise chickens. Um, mm-hmm. For a while, he was living with his mother near Wasilla, which is nearby, and yeah. uh, his father had visitation rights on weekends. Uh, now, his dad, Rod, described him as a bit of a wild child, but generally respectful. Eric? Eric, yeah. He's yeah. generally, uh-huh. you know, not a bad kid, but a little he's got a little yeah. wild streak in him as a lot of teenagers yeah. do. But he said he was getting good grades for the most part. Yeah. Until so the summer of off his back. Well, until the summer of two thousand fifteen when he met a friend named Devin, who's a couple uh-huh. years older than him. Yep. And uh rubbed off on him in a bad way. And I don't mean oh, that no. sexually, but yeah. Yeah. So Devin Peterson, summer of two thousand fifteen, um they uh, they started hanging out to the point where Eric or Eric's dad eventually banned Peterson from the house. Really? Because he thought he was a bad influence. Yeah, his uh-huh. grades started slipping. He wasn't coming yep. home on time. Shit your like fault, that. Devin. So then Eric stopped coming over to his dad's house a lot because he wasn't allowed to bring his, you know, friend dirtbag yeah. friend with him. So yeah. I can't bring my degenerate friend. I'm not coming. That's the way it works. <laughs> we get bad grades together, Dad. It's Damn fun. it. No, he's not even in school, this guy. He's no. fucking 18. Right. Oh, yeah. is that? Oh, is that Devin isn't the unbelievable. A couple years old. Yeah. So by the summer of 2016, Eric wasn't staying with his mother anymore. He had moved out of his mom's house, and his dad said he was basically homeless. Just he was basically really? just kind of crashing. Not homeless, but crashing, which is yeah. homeless with you know someone will let you sleep on their couch. That's yeah, with some social social ability stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he said he would also, though, in addition to staying with friends, his dad said he would move through trap houses that serve as drug dealing bases in Wasilla. 
Dad knows the word trap house. Dad knows wow. trap house and drug deal. Yeah, he knows it all. He was fascinating. Isn't that That's wild? Very street savvy father. Yeah, he's like, motherfucker's at a trap house. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, right? Very interesting. E Rick over at the trap house, man. <laughs> so um the uh he's got a group of friends that he hangs out with that we'll talk about yeah. these these few kids in a in a second here. And they would come by. Uh the the dad said when he started staying with his dad that um they would come by and hang out and just eat always they were always hungry because they were wandering because yeah, they're yeah and bullshit he said they always had backpacks on you know just kind of yeah, wandering that's, that's teenagers that's generally, <laughs> yeah that's the sign of a dipshit generally yep. anybody wandering around with a backpack uh after 4 p.m is probably up to no good they're probably up to no good yeah <laughs> unless they're a comedian on the road yeah. <laughs> Go, are, yeah. are you funny no, outside of no, the you're airport. up to no good then. <laughs> yeah, or on the way to a club or on the way home yeah. from a club. Because I always do that. But yeah, just ask someone if they're funny. Tell me, a, yeah. what's your best joke, motherfucker? <laughs> if it's funny, then I, let them go. I, I don't they, know they if I'm afraid of you or I want to hang out with you. I'm not yeah, sure. Not but positive. You're probably up to no good. <laughs> so Rod, Eric's dad, Eric's dad, agreed to let him stay at the house again. By October of 2016, uh, they had to agree also to let another teen stay with him as well. Somebody what? else here. So another friend of his has to be able to come over and stay yeah, there that, as well. Not that passed in the bill, huh? Yeah, not Peterson, though, there. Okay. Hey, everybody. Just going to take a quick break from the show and tell you about a wonderful company that does fabulous things for your skin, Curology. Oh, Curology.com. C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Absolutely. And Curology, this is what makes them awesome and different. As you go uh-huh. on their website, you go to Curology.com. Yeah. And then you figure out, they have you take a questionnaire. Sure. So it figures out exactly what kind of skin you have, exactly what your problems are, exactly what you're trying to figure out and get better. And then they figure out the perfect product for you. Oh, that's great. really awesome stuff. Yeah, it's personalized rather than having this just general, because everybody's skin's different. I mean, skin, hair, all that's different for different people. So to have it personalized for you is fantastic. And they they make personalized prescription skincare products here. Uh, Their prescription skincare uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients, making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. And it really is. It's really good stuff. For a limited time, you can get your first Curology skincare box for just $5 when you go to Curology dot com slash small town go to curology.com slash small town for this free offer that's curology c-u-r-o-l-o-g-y dot com slash small town trial is 30 days applies only to your first box subject to consultation new subscribers only now back to the show Hey, everybody, just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about a sponsor that can keep you safe, yeah. Simply Safe. SimplySafe.com, S-I-M-P-L-I-Safe.com. Absolutely. Did you know that according to FBI property crime data, most home break-ins happen in broad daylight? Oh, my. Is that yeah. right? So as the days are getting longer this spring, yeah. you want to protect your home with Simply Safe. It's the award-winning home security system that Jimmy and I both use yeah. to protect our homes, our studios, customers, and experts. Everybody is in agreement about one thing, and that Simply Safe is awesome. And you install your system your way. It's easy to do it yourself. Even we did it, so you can do it. Uh, or you can get their professionals to do it for you. You can test it out with absolutely no risk to you with Simply Safe's 60-day risk-free trial. You don't love it, return. 
return it for a full refund. You bet. So protect your home today. Our listeners get a special 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/small. That's simplysafe s i m p l i safe.com/small. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Now back to the show. Now, he this year they enrolled him uh Eric at Valley Pathways Alternative School. Oh. And, you know, tried to keep him from wandering about too much. He said the teens would sneak out and get drunk. And he said he was giving him, he told them, you get one last chance here and I'm kicking you both out. And then the other friend took off. He's like, well, I'm going to fuck up anyway, so I might as well just leave here. (laughs) He has one more chance, and I know what that means. (laughs) Yeah. So a week later, that kid came back again here. So Uh we'll talk about his group of friends. He's got a group of friends, and that is Bradley Renfro. Yeah. He is, they're all 16 here, these kids. Yeah. Uh, Brad Renfro, we'll talk about this idiot later. Uh, Austin Barrett, double R, double T, Barrett. Yeah. Uh, he apparently, he's got a little bit of a past. He and Devin Peterson, the guy who was banned from Almondinger's yeah. house, right. were among three people from this area charged with kidnapping earlier. Of who? In connection with a case that allegedly involved luring an Eagle River man to the valley for sex with a 16-year-old girl. Oh, my God. So they were trying to, do, I don't know, they were trying to rob somebody, like, and they were like, well, tell him he could fuck this chick, and then they were they kidnap him. So What the shit, man? So Damian Peterson, who's Devin's mm. little brother, told the police that this man had texted with the girl and drove, her, uh, drove to her home in Wasilla, but showed up without any money. And then Damien and two others, uh, Damien, Devin, and them were accused of uh, forcing the man to drive them back to his home to get his money and his credit cards. They were just trying to jack him. So they were trying. They were doing it under the guise of like a underage prostitution yes. scam, and he or showed even, up with no money. Not even <laughs> underage, just prostitution yeah. scam. They were yeah. trying to do. I don't even know I if they know. told him like- she was sixteen. I feel I feel like Chris Hansen would have even let that guy go. He didn't even bring anything. Well, Chris Hansen wouldn't have tried to rob him. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) if they like called the cops and were like, "This guy's coming to fuck a sixteen-year-old," that's fine. That's okay. But they, Chris Hansen's not like hiding in the bushes, going, "Let's see if he's got his credit cards." Hey, boom mic operator, fucking jack him when he comes this way. I'll fucking punch him, and then you take his wallet. That didn't happen. I told him, I told him to bring a pizza because I'm hungry. Just take the pizza from him and send him on his way. Take the pizza and fucking kick him in the ass. No more fucking kids. Thanks for the pizza. <laughs> take his phone, smash it on the ground, just for good measure. So <laughs> that's, that's the one I want. I'm sure he's got condoms. Take those, too. <laughs> I'm going to need some later, Chris Hansen's saying. I'm going to get me some fucking later. So uh, the way this happened here, um, Mm -hmm. once they get inside, the victim here introduced Damien to his father. And while Damien was shaking hands with this guy's father, then the the guy, the victim, pulled out a pistol from the dresser drawer. He's like, yeah, I got to go over here and get my money out of the dresser drawer. Came out with a pistol (laughs) and ordered Damien to get on the ground. And then they called the cops and the cops came and arrested Damien and and Devin and Barrett here. They all got arrested for this. So (laughs) these are the people we're dealing with. These are this guy's buddies. Yeah. And And dumb. These people all think they're in a gang, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> this is a bad gang. If they, the, the fucking the, Wasilla and here, there's no people here. <laughs> this is a really shitty gang, if this yeah, is a gang. Yeah. Like, this is a terrible representative of well, the gang. 
It's a dumb shit gang in the first place if you're trying to rob somebody and you take them back to their own house where in Alaska everybody's got fucking guns in their drawers. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? You're going to take that man into the you're place f- where he lives where clearly all of his shit is? <laughs> Five white kids living in the wilderness is not a gang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Five woodsy white kids That's does not mean. a gang make. Yeah. <laughs> they just saw like 90s like West Coast rap and they're like, well, I saw they were wearing flannel. We always wear flannel. I feel like we should. I got a bandana in my back pocket uh, yeah. covered in snot. It's covered in snot. My dad uses it to wash the, uh, to, to wipe the, the uh, drippings, the oil drippings off the chainsaw, but I'll put it on my head. <laughs> so uh, and then there's another guy here named Dominic Johnson and Dominic yeah. D-O-M-I-N-I-C. So a little different spelling. Yeah, Dominic okay. Johnson, he on his Facebook page, it showed him making some sort of, you know, gang. He's trying yeah. to do like can gestures, gang signs and shit. <laughs> make made up his own like an A. The fucking, you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, fun. They all and Almondinger also had Facebook uh, was on his page making things, and they all thought yeah. they were. They, in their mind, they're in a gang. They're hard. Yeah. They're hard as shit. Yeah, yeah. they hard. So, on, uh, they said they're basically, this whole group has very little parental supervision. They show up at school sometimes, and uh-huh. they fucking have easy access to, like, weed and booze and shit okay. like that. Yeah. So, you know, they're hanging out. So, on the night of November 13th, now, this is the night that David was going to hang out with uh, Almondinger here. Yeah. Um, it is... Uh, when he gets there, it's Almondinger, Renfro, and Dominic Johnson. Bradley okay. Renfro, Dominic Johnson, and Almondinger. Um, I guess first it was just those three. They uh, they left for a while, got something to eat, and came back. And what they're doing is they're hanging out in a camper trailer in the back oh, yeah. of Eric's dad's house in the backyard. That's the hangout Perfect. spot, which, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it blocks the wind. Right, we've all been, we've all been here. <laughs> well, it's probably plugged into something, and they can they have electricity for like yeah. TV to play video games and shit like that too. They just well, they're just kind of using it as like a drinking shed. Okay, drinking oh, and weed smoking that, shed. They're not even that advanced. Yeah. Yikes! I guess D- Almondinger's dad does like custom like glass work, like uh-huh. uh, things like that. So he's got like a shop in the house, and he's doing that, okay. making shit. So they just hang out out there. I, they wow. said that. Almondinger brought a bunch of alcohol from his dad's house, and I guess they were also had a bunch of weed too, and they were just yeah. all hanging out, sitting and drinking and smoking weed and bullshitting and being teenagers, you know, normal yeah. stuff here. So Gronwald here, David, he comes over, joins this group, and he's smoking weed and hanging out. They're in the they're in the trailer back there, and yeah. everybody's just bullshitting and you know doing whatever now. David only knows Eric. He doesn't know the other uh-huh. guys. Okay. So this is like Eric's quote is my gang crew yeah. over here. And then David is like his buddy that he went to high school with before he got sent to the bad kid high school that he barely right. shows up for yeah. anyway. So right. very different groups of people here and Eric in the middle. So. Yeah. This, I mean, we all had that friend, though. You know what I mean? The one yeah, that was yeah. like was in the group, and then he like went his own way, and then now he brings like scumbags around. Yeah. You're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Absolutely. And there's a weird, there's a weird Lord of the Flies thing that happens when yeah. you get more than two boys together that are yep. of a teenage years. It's a strange yep. thing where groups form 
And it's based yeah. on power, and it's based on yeah. weird shit. It's a pecking and they, order, and it's a weird pecking order. Yeah. We, we, we all have the same interest of just smoking weed here today. Why do we need... Yeah. And there has why do we to, need a leader for that? And there has to be a, like, a, a who are we versus that type right. of thing Who's also. Who's the asshole that we're going to make fun of the, today? Exactly. That's kind of how mm-hmm. it works. And apparently at some point here, this turned into Eric and his quote-unquote gang dipshit friends. Yeah. Kind of turning on David here. And fucking with him. And what the fuck? The reason it seems like it may have started with something mild and then it just Uh escalated. And when you have four people feeding off of each other Mm -hmm. and nobody's mature enough to stop it, it escalates into something way bigger. Or it was a plan and it's just a gross thing to do. Either way, it's gross, but the, the degree of grossness will vary here. It so, depends on, yeah, depends on the motivation of it. Yeah. So David's hanging out that night and smoking weed in the camper when apparently they lured him into the camper's bathroom. So it's Those are tiny. Small yeah. in there. It's like an airplane uh-huh. bathroom, basically. And I guess Almondinger has a real heavy forty caliber Ruger pistol. Oh. And they pistol whip David with this. Why? And they end up just beating him senselessly with, with their hands. It seems like with their hands, feet, with the gun, he's they beat yeah. this poor kid into half-consciousness for no reason. I mean, if, if you're in an RV bathroom, there's only room for you and a fist. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, oh, that poor bastard. He had no chance to defend himself no, in there. No. You can't fight back. No, that bathroom, there's no room for anything. It's not even like a- No. It's, you could, there's no mile high club. Was that the sea level club if you fuck in an RV bathroom? <laughs> you can barely shit by yourself in there. Yeah. They're so small. By yourself because people are right there. <laughs> so they're beating him and beating him. Um, oh, God. Then they take him. He's half conscious. He's bloody. They take him. He's got a like a 94 Ford Bronco, like an OJ yeah. Bronco. Yeah. Essentially yeah, yeah. is what uh, David's driving. Sure. So they drag David outside, and he's begging for his life. He doesn't know what the hell are yeah. they doing to him. What this are you is, doing to me? This wasn't the plan. We were going to smoke right. weed in a camper. This is crazy. Uh, they throw him in his own Bronco and drive him to the uh, K-N-I-K. Is that Nick? Is it K-N-I-K? I have no idea. It's probably the K-N-I-K. 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 Country yeah. 94.6 River. Um, where they get him out of the Bronco. Uh-huh. And they walk him into the woods and what? beat him some more and then shoot him with the forty caliber Ruger and kill what him. What the fuck? No reason. No reason. We'll find out. Just to be dicks? We'll find out um, the kind of reason later on, but that ain't the oh, reason. God. It's one of those things where you're like, no, no, I'm not buying that. Oh, um, I need to know so bad. This fucking poor kid. They, they shoot him I'm out there. I'm so mad. And they just leave him out there in the woods. Then they take his truck, uh-huh. and they go, what do we do here? Now, Renfro, Bradley Renfro, he was the one that was making suggestions on where they should take him to kill him when they were driving. Really? Well, we should go there. We should go here. It's pretty remote over here. So mm. following that also, he was the one who said, yeah, let's. Uh, we should definitely burn the vehicle. And Renfro was the one who bought gas to pour all over the Bronco and set a flame, which they do. They drive it to another place. And set it on fire and leave it in the woods. 
I don't, I don't understand what the motivation and point of all this is. I don't get what the point of the fire is other than to destroy evidence is yeah. all I can imagine. Yeah. Because physical evidence, hairs, and that sort of thing sure. are going to burn up in a fucking car fire. So, But what that does tell you is guaranteed whoever did this was in this car. <laughs> was in you know this I mean? car. <laughs> this car had something to do with yeah. it. And if you want to try to – like. You want to try to be inconspicuous about something? Yeah. I would say lighting an SUV on fire in the in the middle of the night probably isn't right. the best way to do that. Remember we had that crime in sports about Craig Titus where they went and yeah. did that. They killed right. this lady right in the fucking Vegas desert. In the middle, yeah, in the desert where if you have a, like a, a room on the twentieth floor of the Luxor, you can see this fucking fire going on for Christ's sake in the middle of the desert yeah. and and set it aflame and everyone saw it for fifty miles around and said, right. "What's that fire in the desert?" Why is the whole town uh, flickering? Yeah, which these are 16-year-old idiots also. So that night, Almendinger messages a girl um, here uh, just before 4 a.m. here. So later on that evening, this whatever. Now, the girl was dating a different boy of the group, not Almendinger. She says later that uh, she was staying with, uh, she told him on the text that she was staying with the f- uh, friends of her father's in a nice neighborhood and wasn't going to school all the time and all this type of shit. So he sent her two videos that were oh. filmed in the shed, in the camper shed back there. In one of them, Almondinger looks really wasted and he's laughing hysterically and wrestling with somebody while rap music plays in the background. That's all she can make out of it. Then he makes what looks like a gang sign afterwards. So he's, these kids are so, you just want to open hand smack these fucking kids. (laughs) Go, go to school, you fucking idiot. Stop. You're dumb. This I, want isn't a man real. Named, I want a man named Junebug to paintbrush yeah. these motherfuckers. <laughs> Remember Scared Straight? These are the yeah, kids who need this it. This is why, yeah. They need somebody to go get in their face and fucking yeah. talk about tossing salad on them. I That's don't want a need. drill sergeant. I want them literally thrown in jail to sit with fucking Gen Pop and see what life is really like. Just that program. Just that yeah. Scared Straight program. They just send people in and one after another going, I'd take your shoes first day. What you going to do about that? And the kid's like, oh, fuck, nothing probably. <laughs> And then your butthole day, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> then I'd sell you. And it's like, well, yeah. In the next video, she's, yeah. Almondinger looks all kind of dazed and has what's described as a triangular stain spreading across the front of his jeans. What? And somebody asks him if he pissed himself. Did you piss yourself? So at some point, the girl said she messaged, uh, messaged Almondinger, um, to, you know, say you guys are really, you're, you're going to get in trouble. I can hear out loud yeah. this says your dad's going to hear it from the house. And also she got angry with him and one of her girlfriends who was fooling around with Almondinger in the shed and came in with hickeys on her neck. So she's arguing, you are giving my friend hickeys. They just murdered a kid. And pissed his pants. And there's so many things happening. That, but she's mad that, about the hickeys, though. She said, quote, wow. I got mad at them because I just didn't feel that was okay. The the hickey the hickeys, <laughs> the morals so, on this girl. Good girl. What what else isn't okay is David doesn't come home at all. Oh, okay. so he's supposed to be home by nine twenty at the latest, and he is you know by midnight. They're like, well, David would call by now. You know, yeah. he's a good kid, and they said his you know his dad said it's completely unlike him not to call. Um, so they call the cops and reported that he met this almondinger. Uh, to give him a ride to Anchorage. He may have done that. He may have said he may have given his friend a ride. Maybe that's why. I guess the um, uh, his mother here, Edie, said that 
uh, his girlfriend had mentioned a planned stop at Almendinger's house on the night that, you know, after she he dropped her off. Mm-hmm. And um, but they said she said he, she didn't really know Almendinger, but yeah. that's what he was saying he was going to do. Now, this is from Edie. Edie says, quote, when David didn't call or show up at 920, we knew something was wrong. I tried calling him several times, left messages. Then I called Victoria, that's the girlfriend, to ask what time he left and where he might have been headed. When uh, we then called Eric, Eric's father, even Devin Peterson at Eric uh, at Eric's father's recommendation. Yeah. They might be with this guy. Uh, Victoria here, that's the girlfriend, started reaching out to all sorts of people for information. And each of these uh, each of these vicious group members lied and misled her. Uh, us and the troopers. The troopers even questioned us because of what they were saying. We had to write a letter describing David and that he was not a runaway and had no desire to go off and off the grid and uh, all this type of shit. That's yeah. what the group was telling the cops. He told sure. us he wanted to run away and live off the grid. I don't know, man. He's probably in the woods somewhere. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's what 16 year olds who have a lot of shit going on do normally. Yeah. So she said, all night on the 13th of November, David's father and I drove around looking for evidence of breaking down, sliding off the road, anything. We're just looking yeah. with a flashlight. Anything. Did his car yeah. go off? Did he hit a tree? He's unconscious, slumped over the wheel. Um, she said they stopped at the trooper station, and the trooper said, well, they'll keep an eye out for any, you know, Broncos on the side of the road. Sure, sure. So um, they said the night of the 13th, this is Rod Almendinger, Eric's yeah. dad, he assumed that Eric and the other teens were staying at the house, inside the house, and watching TV in a downstairs bedroom uh, because, you know, he didn't even know Eric. He thought Eric was in the house. He said, I didn't know what he was doing. He said he didn't see David uh, come back or anyone else go to the trailer, which he usually kept locked. He said that he kept trying to reach Eric and finally heard from him at 4 a.m. And his dad said that the Grunwalds were worried about David because that's his parents were calling all around. <laughs> So um, the father said this, quote, he just said for everybody to just chill. He's probably just out hanging out with somebody else and being late. So just that's chill. what I did because I'm a dad. I just chilled. <laughs> I just chilled and said, oh, that's cool. And <laughs> okay. I don't know if Rod knows this David kid or maybe this that's the type of behavior he would normally exhibit. But David yeah. wouldn't. That's not the... It's just out yeah. of character. Feels for him. like feels like Rod's just thankful that Eric isn't at a trap house. Yeah, it's, yeah. At least he's here, not at a trap house. Maybe he's at a trap house. David, have you looked there? <laughs> have you checked all the trap houses by any chance? <laughs> Rod, the dad, said he looked in the trailer once a few days after David went missing to see if he was maybe hiding back there. Yeah. Maybe he's like living back here, running away. He said he poked some sleeping bags, but didn't see anything amiss. He didn't see. Uh, he didn't look in the bathroom. And see the blood. He said it was dark in there, and I quote, "wasn't looking in the bathroom." So you were look, you were looking hard enough that you were poking sleeping bags to make right. sure he wasn't hiding in one, but you didn't check a whole room. Didn't make sure a room where he could easily be standing up, yeah. hiding from you. <laughs> he could be just shitting, reading a magazine. We have no idea what he's doing in there, whacking at that's anything. A, that's a dad that's willfully ignorant about everything happening around him. Yeah, that's fucking Very ridiculous. <laughs> it's yeah, just boop, 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 wandering through it. He said he locked the door when he ever, whenever he saw it had been opened, and when he saw that it, the trailer was opened a few days later, when he went to go yeah. in there, the dad said that Eric told him that he needed to get something out of the trailer, so that's why he must have opened it. Mm-hmm. Um, Almondinger said he went to bed around. Uh, this is the dad said he went to uh, bed around one a.m. after trying unsuccessfully to reach 
Eric via Facebook Messenger, and a response from his son came at 3 a.m. and said, quote, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not with David to be with any David, to be honest. I'm with some friends and I won't be home tonight. Sorry. Maybe I will be at school tomorrow, hopefully, if I can get a ride. How about get your fucking yeah. ass home and don't tell me any of this maybe shit? How about we are curfew, motherfucker? So you're you're 16. a child. You get, are six, come the fuck home. One six, bitch. Get home. Wow, Sorry. Bitch. <laughs> hey, if you're saying that shit, yeah. Hey, yeah. one six, bitch. Get your ass back to the house. <laughs> maybe I'll go. Maybe. To How about maybe I'll beat the shit Holy out of you? How's shit. that? That is crazy. <laughs> For talking wow. to me that way. Are you nuts? <laughs> so they're searching. The authorities yeah. are asking for the public's help in locating possibly any surveillance video from around the area that could possibly show David or his Ford Bronco license plate JFM 910 on the night of November 13th. So the next day, November 14th, a passerby. It's a popular where they where they set the truck on fire is like a popular spot for four wheeling apparently. Of course, it so is. somebody went out four wheeling and they mm-hmm. find his Bronco west of Wasilla, burnt to shit, and no wow. sign of David. Yeah. So mom here, Edie, David's mom, said instant fright. Horrific scenes played out of David being burned to a crisp, leading to scenes of David out there in those woods somewhere. People searching everywhere. At this point, people came from all over as we started searching for our 16-year-old son, imagining all sorts of horrific and even hopeful situations. All the while, the deranged group, meaning those other kids, were partying, lying, and going about their lives. During this time, the troopers, family, trackers, U.S. Marshal, search and rescue groups, private investigators, drones, horses, dogs, a helicopter, community members, our military family, our church family, our neighbors, and everyone else searched. What the fuck is wrong with people? This went on for 19 days. Get out of here. Then I had to ask the dentist for David's de- uh, dental records, um, and uh, we had to uh, we had to give DNA samples. The realization that love and light of our lives is more than likely gone pushed us way down. They're like, we need to start getting like unbelievable samples. Now the troopers could not find Almondinger originally here. These police officers, but they caught uh-huh. up with him on November 16th where he denied seeing David the night he disappeared and said he had taken a cab to Anchorage. Okay. Cab to Anchorage. They figured out that he was lying, obviously, and Sergeant uh, Tony Wegsrin, uh he said that cellular data from Almondinger's mobile tablet indicated he had been near Grunwald's SUV the night it was burned. He was That's Uh-oh. where he was. They tracked yeah. him. They pinged him there. The troopers also found a cab driver who had picked up Almondinger and another teen near the SUV. Nah. They set it on fire, then called a fucking cab. Come meet me at near this fire. <laughs> well, I obviously needed a ride. My car's on yeah. fire, see, so... <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. 
You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice. Only on Freebie. If you don't know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued, what was in Al Capone's vault, or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay. I am here for you. I'm Darcy Carden, and I'm inviting you to listen to my new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with me and my funny friends as we bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to my podcast, you've learned that that's the sciencey term for eardrum. We embark on a hyperlink roller coaster as we start out on a Wikipedia page and go from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until we collectively shout, How the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. So this police officer on the November 29th obtained a search warrant for Almendinger's home and found a camper trailer with the, quote, overwhelming odor of bleach inside of it. Oh. And they found blood on the uh, inside, on the floor, on the walls, on the toilet, all over the bathroom yeah. where they dragged him. Th- yeah. Here's the thing about stoners. They're not real good at attention to detail like that. <laughs> well, here's a real thing about fucking teenage boys. They're shitty yeah. at cleaning. Yeah. That too. So they they can't clean if their lives depended on it, which it did yeah. here, and they couldn't fucking do it. And so their that tells freedom you depended on it. Their very lives depended on it. Nope, not at all. They're dumb. So then on Friday of that week, the 29th that week, the, the police detective here interviewed an acquaintance of Almendinger who said, what he called an acquaintance, who said that... Um, Yes, me and another 16-year-old showed up at his door on the 13th, and Almendinger said that he killed Grunwall and needed advice. That's what he said. So the um, they had like showed up at someone's house, and this guy that they talked to said, I sent them away. I was like, I'm not fucking yeah. talking to you people. Get out of here. I'm, I'm not the wolf, dude. Pulp Aren't Fiction. You crank caller, crank yeah. caller. Yeah, <laughs> crank caller, crank caller. I don't know what you're doing. Are you on a cell phone? <laughs> Are you on a cell phone right now? So December 2nd here, um, Alaska State Troopers round up most of the teenagers as they leave the Palmer's Valley Hotel. Oh. They're leaving there. Um, now Johnson, the Dominic Johnson, offered, he cracks immediately. Yeah. If you get four 16-year-olds, one of them will go, oh, this is exactly what we did and I'll take you right to it. They just want to... Yeah. yeah. Four 16-year-olds, all the cop has to say is one of you is going to get the light one, yeah. and they will race, and race not, to to sing. And they're not real gangsters who, like, no. you know, know to go, lawyer, motherfucker. You know, they're not yeah. going to say that. They're going <laughs> to, this isn't Omar in the box. This is. <laughs> These are dumb kids. From the wire. This is a, a dumb kid. So Johnson offers to lead them to the body. Oh, my God. I'll take God. you there. How about that? I know where it is. So they lead, he leads them to poor David's body. His body is frozen to the ground. 
Oh, God, it's so cold. It's so cold it's frozen to the fucking ground. He has over, in addition to being shot, he has over 34 bruises and deep gashes in his scalp as well for oh being pistol God. whipped repeatedly. They just they just savaged him. They Yeah, they treated him like a piece just, of trash and just, uh, just beat him and fucking, it's horrible what they did to this kid. For nothing. For no, for no fucking reason. Well, we'll find out what Almondinger says possibly is the reason. Oh, so. Dinger. I can't wait to hear your fucking <laughs> wow. excuse. Uh, Edie Grunwald said, December 2nd, around 4 p.m., the trooper showed up. I didn't move from the couch, didn't want to listen or even know. The words, we found David, is what they heard. So Dominic Johnson there, um, like I said, he led them out there. The police detective said he interviewed the Dominic Johnson, who they had him in court docs as DJ, like a you know a witness, but then they realized he's not a witness. Yeah. Um, they said the youth consulted with an attorney and then provided directions to the body. The remains were found 200 feet off KNIK 94.6 yeah. River Road, southeast of Palmer. They found only one shell casing nearby as well. So when they interview Almondinger with his father and grandfather present, which is weird too, and the, yeah. the detective, she's great. She's like a big... Big, heavy-set, gray-haired grandmother type who's like an older yeah. lady, and she holds his hand and goes, we'll get through Calming. this together, and then just fucking sets him up to be fried. It's beautiful. Sucks it out of him. <laughs> it's fucking really good here. Fantastic. So, Almondinger said David came over to his house to drink and smoke pot in the camper. While doing so, he said that DJ texted him uh, to bring a gun to the trailer. Okay? So he said he handed a forty caliber handgun to... Uh, his friend Dominic. Dominic there, who used it to bludgeon Grunwald. Um, the, the complaint says Almondinger admitted he stood by as this happened and did nothing to stop it. And his is it's on YouTube. His interrogation, too. Oh, it's like two hours long. That. It's really yeah. interesting here. Uh, he said he accompanied DJ as the other youth loaded Grunwald into the Bronco, drove him to the river road, picked him out, picked out a spot to stop, walked him into the woods and shot him. It's cold. In a second recounting, though, he blamed the shooting on another kid. He blamed he blamed it on Barrett this time. Yeah. So he's not taking any responsibility at all. Other Zero. than he's it was my gun. Right the fuck away from everything. Yep. He acknowledged burning the Bronco, catching a cab home, cleaning the trailer, and burning a rug from the trailer that was covered in blood. Okay. The only motive they could get out of this is that <laughs> wow, Almondinger said that. David had, quote, smoked up all his weed. Holy shit, man. Smoked up. That's why he came over. That's what I mean. Smoked up. There's more. There's five fucking people, too. Yeah. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's there's five people altogether, too. So was David the only one? He's smoking a fucking Cheech and Chong joint to the dome while everyone (laughs) else is smacking your hands as you try to take it from it. Everyone else is rolling a pinner and fucking getting it going between them and going, ah, two fucking puff, puff, pass, man. Dave's got all the weed, guys. Is that what happened? No. I don't think so. <laughs> um, this Amendinger showed little remorse for his actions, but he did cry when told his friends had talked to police and told on him. That's when ah! he cried. <laughs> that's when he cries? Yeah, that's the only time. Not about killing this nice kid for no reason. When he realized that his friends aren't his friends. Fucking yep. dork. So fucking unbelievable. So after the arrests here, Barrett, uh, th- what ends up happening, everybody, Barrett's the one uh, apparently here that fired the fatal shot. Really? Because in a jailhouse phone call, which are recorded, you fucking morons, with his grandmother, he said he did. Oh, 
Wow. He told his grandma? He told his grandma. He did it. Now, Edie, the mom, David's mom, said the devastation, sadness, disbelief, need to regroup and to try to think what's next. It's interesting the details that tend to derail the big picture, but it all adds up. The shock uh, numbed me, tricked me. I heard we got the bad guy. Okay, but we don't have our son. There are more involved, more, than on the eve of a massive vigil for David. The others were arrested, including Austin Barrett. That's the one who we said did the shooting, actually. Uh, One more idiot, though. They arrest David uh, Devin Peterson. He's charged with hindering prosecution and evidence tampering. Apparently, he is the guy who brought the gas can, allegedly. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, now... Um, Almondinger first claims it was uh, uh, Dominic Johnson, who was the one that did the shooting, obviously. Then he changed his story and said that Barrett did the shooting, which appears to be true. So in court, now let's find out what happens to these morons. Barrett's case, because for some reason, is considered the most difficult to prosecute, even though people he they have a recording of him saying he shot the kid. Because he didn't engage in social media or texting after the murder. So everybody else left a trail of electronic trail of what times they were here, there, everywhere, who they were with and all that kind of shit. And he didn't. Sometimes Sometimes it pays not to have a social media account. That's what I mean. He pleads guilty. Oh. He says, I'm going to fucking take a plea deal here because this looks bad. Okay. Yeah. So um, here is Edie Grunwald's statement. Um, about this whole thing. Uh, this is, this is, um, she said, David had entered the devil's lair and had no idea what was in store for him. Ben and I, that's the father, keep, uh, think and weep about our son getting pistol whipped and his ride to death. Take my Bronco, my wallet, anything. Sitting in his own vehicle being lied to, his cell phone being broken and tossed out the window. He won't be needing this any longer. Driving slowly 40 to 60 minutes, a long, long time for any one of those guys to change the course of everyone's lives. But they stuck to the plan, finally stopping, pulling David out of his own vehicle, walking him into the woods with a sweatshirt and slippers on. I wonder how he was able to keep those slippers on. Maybe he thought he would need them. It wasn't an easy to, uh, it wasn't an easy walk through snow, trees, and brush. David's life, thoughts of his parents, his future, his friends, his mistake in deciding to go hang out for a little bit before going home. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. The group stops. David looks up. I see, feel, hear the click of the trigger. Instant noise and searing blackness with white dots. David's soul is no longer in his body. He might be watching these guys run off. He might see his his slipper that came off his foot at that point. Then again, the blackness, the loss, the vacancy of his body laying there in sub-zero weather, light snow falling. This is fucking heartbreaking. Unbelievable. She's it's, really good at oh, she's a great making writer. you feel it. Jesus Christ. I, it's, she's pouring her heart out, she's I think. She's a good I mean, mom. Yeah. I mean, fuck, I would feel this is what everybody, people less eloquent would be like, this is what I want to say. Like, yeah. Her, yeah. She should help people who are less eloquent write yeah. victim impact statements because she's Get great at it. Out. And it makes sense. Um, so, yeah, she goes on to just say, you know, their lives are completely shattered and, you know. Everything. They say that our lives are in two parts, when David was here and when he's not now. That's right. it. So she Bring says, David. I condemn the murderers. I do not support any type of early release, whether it be discretionary parole, furlough, and it's my preference that the community be kept safe from such deranged and heinous crimes. There is extreme condemna- uh, condemnation from across this land for these crimes. Our safety, security, and trust have been derailed. The defense attorney... 
is has got a different thing here. Craig Howard is his name, and he's a dipshit. Right, Craig. Here we go, Craig. He said, I'm saying this young man has a moral compass. Having said that, his moral compass was frozen for a couple years. Uh, all right. He said that he kind of gave a boys will be boys type thing, too. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. That is a crazy thing to say. He said, when I was a teen, all I had to worry about was stealing my dad's condoms. It's a bad thing to say what? in court. <laughs> He said, this kid can't even buy a Playboy. You know, he said, well, today, teens are exposed to much darker elements on social media that their parents don't know about. He said they were all bad kids, but Austin Barrett is now remorseful and understands that he did something very bad, but it wasn't pulling the trigger. He said, quote, with murders, some homicides are a one-time deal. They happen to normal, regular people. A person should be given a chance. It just happens sometimes. Why is Craig so focused on sex being a deviant? He's, He's just... Like, I was stealing condoms and jerking off into my I dad's playboy. playboy. That's what I mean. That's that's all I care about. Was he saying... I think he's trying to say all I had to worry about yeah. was jerking off and maybe right. trying to finger a girl in the back seat of my car when I was 16. Right. These kids just, have it much... They live in Alaska. They don't. Stop, it's fine. man. Yeah, exactly. He, he, and he murdered somebody. What are you talking about? He went on for 45 minutes talking about how... Um, you know, uh, he said that he, the case affected him deeply, the lawyer. Now he's not even talking about the client. He said that it's affected him so deeply he had to throw away his slippers because they're the same brand that David had worn. So he couldn't wear them anymore. He's isotoners anymore. This is from the newspaper here. With a trembling voice, incomplete sentences, and jerky motions, Howard referred to the novels Lord of the Flies and the Oxbow Incident, which he had reread recently. The former book reminded him of the dystopian youth involved in the murder of Grunwald, and the latter book reminded him of how the pursuit of justice can go awry. In another moment, he described his own father as the original great Santini and recalled how much he had disappointed his father by not going into the military and how he thought his dad had died prematurely because of that. He described trying to resuscitate his own child once and how hard it is to be a defense attorney. This has nothing to do with you. He just had a... He, said, he broke. He this said, one broke him. He broke it. He said many of his colleagues have succumbed to alcoholism, lost marriages, and killed themselves because of heavy burdens of the work they do. He said, quote, I can't believe I've made it this far. <laughs> it's like he's being accused of murder. He's like, I'm going to go home and shoot heroin into my cock tonight. This is enough. <laughs> he then described the psychic damage he suffered from being a defense attorney. This one broke him. This is broke him. He said, the, this picture of David Grunwald will live in my mind forever. At one point, he said that he, uh, uh, Howard said he also went to Sunday school as a kid. He said he prefers the New Testament to the Old Testament. I don't know, a little more hope, a little less stoning. You know what I mean? He said... Uh, <laughs> He says that he doesn't have the religious faith that the Grunwalds have. He says, sometimes yeah. I get it, then I lose it. At no point did the judge go, what is your fucking point here? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you going to give a recipe for macaroni and cheese next? What are you doing? Craig is sitting seven years later now in a chair just going. Yeah. <laughs> he also said that unlike what people have said, he's not in cahoots with the defendant. He said, uh -huh. I, uh, and that I am uh, complicit, I'm not complicit in the lies. He said, I don't see how anyone can say that. Um, then she, he goes on to talk about a friend of his from high school who ended up being shot in Vietnam, <laughs> causing the lawyer to wonder what death meant. This is fucking ridiculous. 
Crying's out of his head. It's fucking crazy. He then goes on to say, I've read hundreds of statements of victims, and I tell you, it's usually just black and white. Uh, but Colonel Grunwald's statement, I could not read it. I kept having to put it down. The pain just oozed through it. The grief. You are a defense attorney. None of this is helping your client. You are sinking this child. Yeah. He said that Edie was the chair of the parole board and inferred that her current position may influence future oh, proceedings. Fuck. Yeah, don't kill the son of the head of the parole board, probably. Never do that. He said the Grunwalds are victims, but the elephant in the room here is that she is also the chairman of the state parole board. So. Okay. Now, well, it's not a conflict of interest yet, man. Yeah, Just fucking no. get on well, with it. Defend the man. When you hear how long he's in there for, you, sir, may fuck off 45 years uh-huh. plus, well, it was 65 years with 20 suspended. Okay. But he'll be eligible for parole after 15 years. Oh. oh. You think, I think Edie will still have plenty of energy for this shit in 15 you years. You betcha. She, she might not work wait. there anymore, but she's yeah. definitely going to show up and go, oh, I got to say my piece too, motherfucker. Yep. And that's what, I mean, that's her right. You know, she should be able to Good do that. Good for her. Dominic Johnson here, his defense, um, you know, they argued that he's not the trigger man. What are we talking about here? Okay. Johnson's a good guy. He's okay. He said Johnson then apologized to Grunwald's parents there and, um, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, but before the sentence is handed down and before Johnson gives a statement, the parents, Grunwald's parents leave. The dad says, we're not staying. I don't want to hear it. Any lies, any BS. I don't want to hear a word out of his mouth. So I don't blame him. But Johnson said he was sorry for the pain he caused the family and said, I wish every day I could go back and do things differently. Okay. Um, that's how time works. Not how it works. The judge said, quote, there was something off in all four of these young people. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I, I don't know what motivated him to do it, but that it was not normal and it was flat out scary. You, sir, may fuck off 99 years for you. He oh, went to trial. Right. He didn't plea. So 99 years. Idiot. Almondinger is convicted as well uh-huh. of murder, kidnapping, arson, all that kind of shit. Um, yeah. So they he went a, to trial, too. He went to trial, too. Absolutely. Uh, David's dad, by the way, said, I didn't come here seeking justice today. I come here seeking punishment. Oh, <laughs> don't give a fuck Christ. if it's fair or not. I want this kid fucking. The I want to pros- watch that motherfucker's head spin. <laughs> yeah. The prosecutor said he's repeatedly violated jail rules. He's been caught with a homemade knife and he's already been fighting with an inmate. Already. Yeah. Eric said he wasn't asking for leniency. He said he doesn't have excuses. He said, I claim full responsibility for Dave dying. He was my friend. He was a good kid, and I killed my friend. That's what happened. I killed somebody's nephew. I killed somebody's son. I destroyed somebody's family. He said, I'm sure the words coming out of my mouth are irrelevant to them, meaning the family. But if yeah. it means anything, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for my what I didn't do. And the judge said, quote, Mr. Almendinger was the only one that really knew David. He knew him as a friend, as he stated. Why would he turn on a friend as beyond me? I really don't understand it. He had done nothing wrong. For whatever reason, he chose to turn on him. You, sir, may fuck off 99 years in prison again. (laughs) Feels like Alaska's uh, maximum. Uh, 20 years uh, suspended, so 79 years in prison. Is what he's going to get there. Okay. And a, a bunch of fines as well. Yeah, Brad, but without Dinger, this doesn't happen. That's, like, that's the up, point. Man. He's the key to all of yeah. this. Um, pre-trial, Brad Renfro, after he pleaded not guilty, Grunwald's parents are out there, and he fucking put his chin up to them and said, quote, what are you going to do? Are you kidding me? 
Is that right? Uh, Come here. I will rip this bench off of the fucking ground and beat you to death with it. That's what will (laughs) happen. You're going to find out. (laughs) And he said, uh, quote, then this is a quote from a reporter nearby. He said he looked at him and then he paused, looked at them again and said, do something. Yeah, he wants All the out. invitation yeah. I need, motherfucker. Yeah. He wants out, though. Yeah. Rip your head Beat off me to with death, my bare so hands. Yeah, that's what he wants, though. He wants then to he, be... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Then he made a gesture with his hands, indicating some oh. kind of physical challenge. Like, let's oh. come on. Let's go here. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, his mom said he has no disrespect for the Grunwalds. I swear to God. Okay. Um, yeah, the judge says to walk someone in the woods and execute him, it takes a darkness in these boys. You, sir, may fuck off. 105 years. Renfro got the worst? 105 years. 90 years with 30 suspended, 10 <laughs> years for kidnapping, 5 years for tampering. He'll be eligible eligible for parole after 35 years when he's 51. The judge did something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, Devin Peterson, he is the oh, accomplice yeah. there. He was sentenced to six years for tampering with evidence and hindering prosecutions because yeah. he hid the gun used in the crime as well as helped torch the vehicle. What the fuck, dude? Uh, now, currently, there is a Facebook page called Justice for David Grunwald that's still very active, and the Good. mom will put updates about Good. stuff, and I think she's the one posting. I'm not sure, but um, it seems it's a nice little thing. There's a lot of pretty yeah. active. Um, now, David's murder here apparently freaked everyone out in the whole community people didn't think of it as like an idyllic little place anymore they oh my god your kid can't go out and hang out with his friends Mm -hmm. fuck so uh after this too the community came together to honor david a memorial scholarship was established in his name to help support students pursuing careers in the fields of mechanics and engineering hell yeah and a memorial uh run was established to raise money for the scholarship so that's really nice and uh we'd like to donate to that that's pretty cool stuff so that's very cool oh wow That's Palmer, Alaska, everybody. And um, unbelievable. Just a sad story, man. Just a kid, just a nice kid who wanted to smoke some weed, man. Leave Truly, fuck, yeah. Heartbreaking, uh, gut wrenching. The uh, Almendinger family too. A lot of people started coming after them, and yeah, it was a, a, But a I mean, it was one of that happens. You know what I mean? But yeah. there you go, everyone. If you like the show, tell everyone about it. Get on whatever app you're listening on. Yeah. Give us five stars. Tell your friends. Post on social media. Follow us on social media at yeah. Small Town Murder on Instagram at Murder Small on Twitter at Small Town Pod on Facebook. Certainly head to Shut Up and Give Me Murder Get your tickets. Live shows December second, yeah. Dallas. Only one left with tickets available. Get in there. Right. Shut Up and Give Me Murder slash Virtual Live October the twenty sixth. Virtual live show available for a week after that. Halloween spectacular, spooky story, costumes, the whole deal, just like a regular live show, except you can be in your underwear. I don't give a shit. So enjoy what you're doing. Hang out with us and keep doing that. Patreon.com slash crime and sports, $5 a month or above. You get it all, everybody. This week, pros versus Joes, the crazy show about regular people competing with professional athletes in the professional athletes pros uh, chosen sport. Then for small town murder, Sarah Boone, the alleged suitcase killer. Oh, boy. And, wow, that's a wild one. The interrogation and everything else. We'll talk about all that. Patreon.com slash Crime in Sports. Mm-hmm. Check out Crime in Sports while you're at it. And also, Your Stupid Opinions, hey! our new podcast is out and yeah. it's rolling and we love it. Get in there and do that. You want to follow us on social media? No yeah, problem. Shut is. up and give me yeah. murder.com. Links go there. Boom, Brother. boom, boom. Until next week, everybody. It's been our pleasure.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Small Town Murder early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.